thank you all for praying for me this week. And, and uh, you know, when the Lord shows you things, you know, it's important that we don't put our own interpretation on what the Lord shows us. So he can show us things and we think it it's for one thing. Because you see, we see through a glass darkly. And uh, uh, so you think it's for one thing and it turns out being for something else. But I appreciate your prayers this week. And I've needed them. And I appreciate it. And uh, for this service today, that we'll get everything out of it that the Lord has for us. And that... Uh, will be pleasing to Him and honor Him. Amen. Because we're here, we're here to give and we're here to receive. We're here to give, not just money. That's just, just a small part of it. We're here to give our honor and our praise and our worship to the Lord. See, he's worthy. He's so worthy. And that's why we come. Because we love him. And because he's good. He's merciful. And we come and we praise him and we worship him. Regardless of what happened in the week. Regardless of what faces us out in front but we come and we worship him we praise him honor him and that's what he wants he seeks those that'll do that and then we're here to receive to receive from the spirit of God just what it is that he has for us something about the presence of God ever since I've been a little boy presence of God has come in and manifested I've always cried and people have made fun of me that's just what happens to me thank God for his presence about different flows of his anointing different ways that he manifests himself see right now he's manifested himself as the sweet presence of God he can't explain it he can't explain it to people and then there's other times that he manifests his presence and it's more of a 
of a fiery type thing and people start shouting dancing and that's good too that's good too that's good too there's different people I know in worship that he uses along different lines some people when they minister presence of God is such that there's just a worshipful worshipfulness people start crying there's other people that he uses they minister and that anointing of fire flows sometimes people will shout and dance just glad when God shows up. Amen. Sweet presence of God here today. Well, Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. As always, we thank you for your your word, your written word that we have that we hold to it so precious and dear to us. As we minister today, we just trust that we'll get out of this service what you have for us to get. We just thank you for it. In Jesus' holy, precious name. Amen. You can, you can be seated. Let's go... I don't really have a formal sermon here today. Uh, I just have a few scriptures, just a few things to speak from our heart. Isaiah 43 and verse 1 says, Thus says the Lord, Who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel. And, uh, of course, you understand that this is natural Israel, but when we, as Christians, we're spiritual Israel. So, God's talking to us here, all right. And he says, fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Why? For I have redeemed you. I have called you. Now this is God talking to you. No matter what you're going through. This is not Pastor Terry talking to you. This is God talking to you. And he says fear not. You know, God says that again and again and again and again and again and again in the Bible. I think it's because He knows we're human. And there's just a tendency in this fallen... Yeah, I know we're born again and all of that. But in this state in which we live, it's so easy to get back to fearing, isn't it? And He tells us again and again and again, fear not. Fear not, why? For I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. 
Well, that's good. That's, 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 that's really good. And then he says this. When you pass through the waters. When you pass through the waters. I'll be with you. That's good news there. Oh, that's good news. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they'll not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, when you walk through the fire, wouldn't it be nice if we didn't have to walk through the fire? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't that be wonderful if we didn't have to walk through the fire? If we didn't have to walk through the water? Wouldn't, it, wouldn't that be wonderful if we could live life down here and, and we never had to walk through any, any, any fire? You know what, what he's talking about there is, 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 is the, the, the treacheries of life, the the crisis of life. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could live life and never have to deal with any crisis? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't that be just wonderful if, if we could live down here, I'm talking down here on the earth, and, and, and we never had to deal with any crisis? Wouldn't that be wonderful? See, th- this message today will mean more to you if you're... Dealing with something, if you if there's something crisis in your life, see this will mean a lot to you. But if you're not going through something right now, let me just tell you, because you're human, because you're down here, you will. You you know that, and 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 and, and many are, many have, and many will. It wouldn't be wonderful if there's just one crisis that we had to deal with. But how many of you know that the Christ the crisis of life come to us all, and and then and then. You know, we get through it, and then, 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 then some time goes by, and then, then something else comes up. Is, is that just, is, is that right? That, that, that's right. And, uh, that, friends, there's no way around it. There's no way around crises. There's just, there's just no, there's no way around it. There's some stuff we're going to have to go through. He said, when you pass through, when you pass through, notice he said, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. We're going to have to go through some stuff down here. But the good news is, is I'll be with you. When God's talking here. And through the rivers, they'll not overflow you. Why? Because He's with us. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. That, now that's good. Now, 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 why won't we be burned? Because the Lord is with us. Now, now do you believe that? So there's stuff we're going to have to go through down here for various and sundry reasons. Some, some things we have to go through is our own fault. Our own doing, we messed up, we made some bad decisions, we did some things wrong, we, we, we goofed up. And you've got to go through some stuff. But even in that, the Lord says He'll be with you and will not be burned. Now, there's other things that come up that are beyond our control. Things that we have no control over. And uh, things that, that, that just beyond our control. 
fires and floods, if you will, of life. But you know what? Whether, whether we goofed up or whether these fires and trials are beyond our control. Maybe some, some people did some things and maybe they set some things up against us. Or How many of you know the devil's out there? And, 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 and he is a mangy, mangy coyote. You know what? I don't like him. I just don't. And he's out there. And he does not have your best interest at heart and mind. And uh, he'll bring stuff against you. Try to burn you. Try to destroy you. Try to kill you with sickness or disease or whatever it may be. But God said when you walk through the fire, you'll not be burned. Nor shall the flame scorch you. And another way of saying that is you'll go through it and you'll you get on the other side. You won't even smell a smoke. But let me tell you, the fun part is not the walking through it. That's no fun. And I think too often times, I know I have as a minister, I, I, I never meant to do it, but... You know, the, the, <laughs> you know, talking about getting through the fire, you know, and, and not smelling the smoke. You know, that's real fun to preach about. You know, fun and everybody gets excited. But I tell you what, you know, we look back at stuff. And, 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 but but you've got to realize there's the walking through the fire. And that is no fun. Is no fun. Absolutely not. And I'm here today to tell you, I wish I could tell you that we never have to go through any fire. We never have to go through any flood. We never have to go through any crises of life. But, but the Bible says we're going to have to. But there's good news that when we pass through, that's what I'm titling this message today, walking through. We're going to have to walk through. But the good news is, is that we can get through. We can get through. Why? Because he said he would be with us. He would be with us. He would be with us. You know, uh, then he goes on, verse 3 says, For I am the Lord your God. You need to understand who we're dealing with. Do you understand who we're dealing with? We're dealing with God, aren't we? You understand who he, Do you have any conception of who he is? He, there's, no, there's no way to get above God. He's the highest there is. He's the final authority. And he said he'd be with us. And I tell you what, when you're passing through, when, when that thing's out in front of you and you're looking at it, you're getting ready to pass through. There's somebody that you want with you, and it's God. And he's given us his word that he would be with us. He said he'd never leave us or what? Forsake us. Forsake us. You know, I think of the Hebrew, those, those, three, those three young men. You remember their name, Shadrach and Abednego. You remember them. And, you know, they were faced with a decision whether to serve God or not. 
And they were, they were given an ultimatum and they were, they were told that if you don't bow down to the false god, you know, that you're going to go into the furnace. Remember that? And, 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 and I think a lot of times I get into that story and I preach and I go on and, 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 and there's a lot of excitement, nothing wrong with that. We ought to be excited at church once in a while. A lot of times, amen, but I think you go through it so fast sometimes people don't really get it. But do you understand what these guys were faced with? They were, they were given an ultimatum by the government that if you don't bow down when the music plays and worship the false gods, you're going to go in the fire. And it's going to be seven times hotter than before. You remember that? And they were faced with that decision. They made the right decision, didn't they? They did the right stuff. They said, we're not going to bow down. We're not going to serve a false god. And then they said that we know that our God is able to deliver us. Remember that? He's able. We're allowed to say he's able. He's able. He's able. And then they said something else that, that, that was a key to that whole thing. They said, and even if he, we know he'll deliver us, but even if he doesn't, we're still going to serve him. I said, they said we're still going to serve him. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm going to keep serving him. No matter what happens or doesn't happen, I'm going to keep serving him. And they made the right decision. They did everything right. And you know, it is possible to do everything right in the eyes of God and still wind up in that furnace. Is that right? Did they do everything right? And they wound up in the furnace, didn't they? Seven times hotter than it normally was. It was so hot that when the guards came up to throw them in, that the guards were consumed by the heat. Remember that? And they threw those guys into the fire. Remember that? How many remembers that? And then the king, after some time, he said, well, he said, I'm going to go down and just, you know, see what's left of them. And remember when he got down there, he saw them, they were still alive, weren't they? And they were walking around in the, midst of the, in the midst of the flame. Remember that? But here's the thing that you've got to think about. Is that those guys still had to go through that fire. They still had to be taken down there to that furnace. How many of you know that was no fun walking down there? See, we've got to put ourselves in, in people's shoes. And, and, and those guys had made a decision and now they're going to have to walk down however far it was from the king's palace or wherever it was that they were down to the, to the furnace. And I'm going to tell you that all of us are going to have to make that walk at some time or another. I'm not talking about the fires of hell now. I'm talking about the furnace that the devil has prepared for us. We're going to have to walk down to that furnace. All of us, at some time or other, some of us have to go many times down to that furnace that the devil has prepared. And that walk is no fun. It's no fun. Absolutely not. 
But, you know, there's somebody that's going to walk with us as we go. And his name is Jesus. And he's going to walk right alongside of us. He's never going to leave us or forsake us. He's going to walk right along with us. And uh, we get thrown in. And when we go in, he goes in with us. Is that right? And just like with those three Hebrew, Hebrew children, when, when Nebuchadnezzar the king came down to look and see, he looked in there and he saw they were, still, they were still going just strong, weren't they? And he was amazed, wasn't he? And God never left them. Never forsook them. He said, hey, there's one in there. There's four men. I thought we'd throw through, put, put three in, but there's four and one looks like the Son of God. It was Jesus. He was true to his word, wasn't he? He was right there with them, right in the middle of the fire. Oh, I wish we could get out of the fire. I wish there was another way around the furnace. I wish, but the, I wish there was a way over it. I wish there was a way under it, to the right or to the left, but there, there isn't. Some, now, sometimes when you walk with God, now listen carefully. Sometimes when you walk with God, he'll show you. Didn't he say that the, that the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he'd show us things to come. Is that right? And there's some things... I've learned this over the many years. There's some things that, that the Spirit of God will uh, tell us ahead of time. And if we'll listen to Him, we can avoid some furnaces that the devil has prepared. But in other cases, you can't avoid it. You've got to go through it. And you walk through it. And, and Jesus is right by your side. And the devil will come at some point to look and to see if he's burned you up. And he comes and he looks and you're still going. You're still going. You're still going, you're still going, you're still going, you're still walking, you're still walking, you're still walking. And you walk through it, it's no fun walking through it. No fun, no fun facing the furnace. No fun walking through the furnace. Uh, But you know what? We'll come out on the other side. Amen. We could talk, talk about Daniel in the lion's den. Basically the same thing, wasn't it? He didn't have to go through a fire, but he had to go through a lion's den, and those lions were hungry, weren't they? I mean, they were so hungry. Remember, later on, when they went, 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 and oh, by the way, those Hebrew children, they got a promotion, you see, at the end of the fiery furnace. They got a promotion, didn't they? You see, I'm not here today to talk about promotions so much. That's good, but I'm here today to say, hey, we've got to pass through some things, and all of us have to pass through different things, but we pass through. I said we pass through. There's some people in this room, the devil has tried to kill you. But you're not dead, are you? You're still going, aren't you? And there's other people in this room that the devil's going to try to kill and take you out early. But I tell you what, if we'll just stay close to Jesus, keep our eyes on him... It doesn't have to end, and we may have to go through some things, but it doesn't have to end in defeat. It can end in victory. Amen? I said it can end in victory. The devil works overtime to try to destroy things. He comes to what? Steal, to kill, and destroy. But the one standing by us has come. That's Jesus. He came to give us life and to give it more abundantly. And he outranks the devil, doesn't he? 
He's more powerful than the devil. See, this is a mess. This is a message of victory here today. It just we've got to look at some things, step back and take a look. There's some things we have to we have to walk through. But he'll be with us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. And Daniel, you know, we talk about how those lions were hungry, and later, you know, that that when 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 the king had the his, the, the, the accusers of Daniel thrown in the lions den. Remember, before the, they even hit the ground, the lions devoured them up. Is that right? Daniel spent the night with those fierce lions. Doesn't the Bible say that the devil goes about as a roaring lion seeking those whom he may devour? See, that's how the devil operates. And there's some stuff we're going to have to go through. But Jesus is with us. And he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And Daniel was put in that lion's den and he did everything right. He prayed. He sought the Lord. He did everything he was supposed to do. He's in the lion's den, you know. And, uh, but he, he made it through. How many of you know walking down to the den was no fun? I said walking down to the den was no fun. There's a lion's den for some of us. That if we'll stand true and stay right before the Lord, that we'll wind up in the lion's den, so to speak. You understand that? But what did, what did Daniel say? He, he, he said, the, the Lord sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth. Is that right? That same Jesus. That same Jesus. There's some things we're going to have to pass through in this, in this, in this life, in this world. But the good news is that Jesus is with us. Look at Psalm 23, verse 1. Psalm 23, verse 1. Psalm 23, verse 1. This is a psalm for us living. Oft times this is read at funerals. This is not a psalm of the dead. This is a psalm of the living. Psalm 22 is past. Psalm 24 is future. Psalm 23 is for the here and the now. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not. He makes me lie down in green pastures, leads me beside the still waters. Those, those, now that's nice. Isn't that wonderful? Those are nice times. In life, there's some nice times. If, you'll, if the Lord's your shepherd, there's times. He, he'll, those are wonderful times. He'll restore your soul. He'll lead you in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. So there's, 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 there's pastures, green pastures. There's still waters. Boy, I wish that it was always green pastures and still waters. Don't you? Wish it was. But it's not always that way. Because notice this in verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That's no fun. I said, that's no fun. I said, that's no fun. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That's no fun. That's no fun. That's no fun. And there is some of those valleys we have to walk through. But notice what the psalmist said. I will. I will what? I'll fear no evil. Why? Why not? Why would you fear no evil? Why not? For you are with me. Isn't that wonderful? That even in the valley of the shadow of death. He's with us there, isn't he? 
in the valley of the shadow of death. You don't have to fear any evil. Why? Because Jesus is with us. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. In the valley of the shadow of death. All of us at one time or another have those valleys to walk through. Did you hear me? Have those valleys to go through. You know, I think about Job. Do you ever think about Job? Do you ever think about... I, mean, I know David wrote this here, but do you ever think about Job? How many of you know who he is? Did, did he ever get a bad report? I said, did he ever get a bad report? Yeah, 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 he did. Did, did he lose everything he had? He, he lost everything he had. You know, he lost everything that he had. And at first he didn't lose his health. But eventually he did. Now, he, he didn't lose his job. And the reason he didn't lose his job is because he was the richest man in the East and he was the employer. But I'll guarantee it to you, if he'd have been the employee, he'd have lost his job as well. So he lost everything. He lost his children. He lost all his possessions. He lost everything that he had. He eventually lost his health. And the only thing he got to keep was his wife. (laughs) And, And normally that's a good thing. But his wife, remember what she said to him? She said, well... You know, you're still holding to your righteousness and you're still holding to your God. Why don't you curse God and die? You know, you know, that's not necessarily at all the best wife to have. Is that right? But you know what the Bible says in all that he lost. Now, Job didn't understand a lot. There's some things he went through he didn't understand. And we could talk about that all day. But here's the thing. You know, you say, why did that all happen to Job? Why did it all happen? I, I, I don't know, other than I can tell you. I, you know, you say, well, the thing he greatly feared came upon him. And, and it's true. We need to stay out of fear. Is that right? And much we could say. But, but, but you know, if you look at the, the conversation between God and the devil, I believe God was, was just going to show the devil that I've got a man down there on earth that loves me for me and not for all the blessings. He loves me because I'm God. He loves me for me and not because of all the possessions that he has. Take all that away from him and he's still going to be true to me. Even if you take his health away from him, he's still going to be true to me. I believe that God wanted to show the devil that, hey, i got a man down there on earth that's going to be true to me no matter what. And you know, Job lost it all. And you know, we think about that. Now I know at the end he got... It all back double. Is that right? And I think we're too quick to get to the end of that story. Some people never do make it to the end of the story. They just want to stop and say, oh, well, Job lost it all. Well, he did lose it all. Eventually, he got it all back. But it was no fun going through what he had to go through. The bad report and and everything that he lost, he lost his children. Can you imagine losing your children and not not just one of your children, but what if you lost all of your children at the same time? Did you ever think about that? That's no fun. That's bad. Think about it, friends. He lost it all. But you know what? He walked through, didn't he? He made it through, didn't he? James 5.11. He made it through. Look at this in the Amplified Bible. You know, 
You say, well, what's one of the main lessons we're supposed to get out of Job? Well, I think we can turn to the New Testament, and the New Testament will tell us what we're supposed to learn. Look at this. You know how we call those blessed, happy, who were steadfast, who endured. Say, realize, say, endured. endured. Yeah, he endured, didn't he? He endured. You have heard of the endurance of Job. The patience of Job, the endurance of Job. And you have seen the Lord's purpose and how he richly blessed him in the when? In the, in the end. Inasmuch as the Lord is full of pity and compassion and of tender mercy. Well, the Lord bless, richly blessed him in the end. But, you know, there was a time where, you know, Job lost some stuff. But he didn't quit, did he? He didn't stop, did he? He just kept right on going. And not only did he have his wife encouraging him to curse God and die, but he had those three friends came, which I wouldn't necessarily call friends. They didn't encourage him. But God was with him through it all. The Bible says in all that happened, Job never sinned with his lips. Is that right? He never turned on God. Not one time. He didn't understand some stuff. He said some stuff in ignorance that, that he shouldn't have said. But in the end, he kept a right heart and he kept hold of God. And, and he walked on through. And real loud, say, Job, walk through. Job, walk through. Yeah. Say, Daniel, walk through. Daniel, walk through. Say, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, walk through. Yeah. They walk through. Say, I'm going to walk through. Amen. Is it going to be easy? No. But it can be done. Why? Because God's with us. Do you ever think about that woman with the issue of blood? How many has ever thought about her? There was a certain woman, remember? In Mark's Gospel, it's in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. There was a certain woman who had an issue of blood. How long? Twelve years. Suffered many things of many physicians. Now, we believe in good hospitals, good doctors, good medicines. She was at a point in that hour that the physicians couldn't help her. She'd suffered many things of many physicians. Spent all that she had. So evidently her insurance wasn't all that it needed to be. And so she'd spent everything that she had. She was nothing better but what? Rather, grew worse. Now that went on for how long? Twelve years. Can you imagine bleeding for twelve years? She couldn't go out in public. She'd sit down. All of a sudden, there'd be a pool of blood she'd be sitting in. That's horrible, dear friends. Twelve years. Doctors couldn't help her. Suffered many things. They tried, evidently. They tried every kind of cure on her and, 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 and suffered. They, 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 they harmed her at times, trying to stop the blood. It was bleeding, 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 bleeding. Suffered many things of many physicians. Spent all that she had. Lost all of her life savings. Every, all the money she had. And, she, and things wasn't, they weren't getting better. They were getting what? It worse. But then she heard about somebody. Who did she hear about? Jesus. And she came in the crowd behind and she touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And immediately, what happened? Immediately when she touched Jesus. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body she was healed of the plague. Can you say amen? Well, that's a good time to say amen, isn't it? Now, we've got a better deal than she has. Because, see, she had to go to Jesus. 
Because he was here in the flesh. He couldn't be everywhere at once like he can now. But, but you see, back then, he, 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 she had to go to him. Good news is, is he's right with us. Never leave us nor forsake us. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? That's wonderful. And immediately, the fountain of her blood, fountain of her blood. Did you ever think about it? It was like a fountain. See? Do you understand how she was bleeding? It was like, like menstrual bleeding. And it was like a fountain. Have you ever seen a fountain bubbling? Twelve years. The fountain of her blood. See, she didn't just cut her finger. The fountain of her blood was, was dried up. Is that, is that wonderful? Because she touched that power. She got through to the power. And she touched that power in what? In faith. Just simply believing that if I can get to Jesus, He can help me. Good news is, is Jesus is right with us. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Does anybody know who came to Jesus right before that woman touched him? Who, where was Jesus headed? Who came to get him right before that woman touched him? Anybody know? Jairus. Remember Jairus? And his daughter was at home. And she was real sick, wasn't she? She was real sick. And... Uh, at the point of death, I mean sick, bad sick. You know, dear friends, it's one thing to have to walk through the fire yourself. But did you ever realize it's a whole other thing to have to watch a loved one walk through the fire? Can you think about that for a minute? It's one thing if it was Jairus, but it was his child, his loved one. Is that right? My, 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 my. And so, you know, the report came. And this is something else you've got to realize. They were rejoiced. That woman was rejoicing. She got healed, didn't she? But while she's rejoicing, something happened. The report came. What was that report? The report came to Jairus. Trouble the master no further. Your daughter is... She's dead. Now, can the report get any worse than that? I don't see how it could. But there's somebody standing by Jairus. That same person that never leaves us nor forsakes us. He says, don't what? Don't what? Don't fear. See, there it is again. Don't what? Don't fear, only believe. That's what I'm here today to tell you. That's what God wants you to get. That, hey, you're going to have to go through some stuff. But I tell you what, whatever it is, whether it's you having to go through or love whatever it is, don't fear, only what? Believe. Believe in Jesus. Trust in Him. The Bible says have faith in God. Remember, Jesus Himself said, Mark 11, uh, 22, He said, have faith in God. And zillions of sermons have been preached on that. And I've preached my share of them about all the different aspects of faith. And it's all good. But at the end of the day, the main theme of that one verse is have faith in God. Just let's just believe Him. Will you, what do you say to that? 
No matter what you're going through, no matter what the deal is, and all of us have our deal. How many of you know all of us have our deal? And your deal is probably a little different than my deal. Your situation is a little different than my situation. You know, with some people in here right now, it's, it's a financial situation. With some people in here, it's a job situation. With some people in here, it's a health situation. With some people in here, it's a relationship situation. With some people in here, it's a child situation. With some people in here, it's this, that, or the other But I tell you what, Jesus is the great I am. Uh, What does that mean? He is whatever you need. He is whatever you need. What do you need today? What is it that you need? Do you need a healer? He's the healer. Do you need a financier? He's the financier. Do you need, need a relationship fixer? He's a relationship fixer. Glory to God. Can you say amen? Do you need a job? He's a great job getter. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Is that wonderful? What is it that you need? What is it that you need? What is it that you need? You know? I know like as far as jobs go, there was a day where, where I was, uh, we had come back from, uh, you know, from Bible school. And we were back here in, in the Fenton area, in the St. Louis area. And I, I, I needed a job. Before we started the church, I needed a job. I needed a job. And I was teaching at Merrimack College. And, and, and I wanted, I always, I always wanted to teach at Rockwood School District. That's just, and it's a, it's a great school district, fantastic. But I always want to teach Rockwood School District. That's, I want to teach math, high school math. That's what I want to do. I want to teach high school math, Rockwood School District. I want to be coach of the golf team. That's what I wanted to be. That was my aspiration in life. And so uh, we'd come back from Bible school. That's what I, you know, that's, you know, sometimes God has other things for us to do than what we want to do. Is that right? Nonetheless, won't talk about that so much here today. But the thing of it is, I'm teaching at Merrimack, minding my own business. It's the third day of class. There's a lady sitting in the room. There's about 30 students in the class. Afterwards, a lady comes up. You know, some of you heard me tell this story before, but some of you haven't. And she comes up and she says, you know what? I'm the president of the Rockwood School Board. I said, what are you talking about? You are. And she said, yes, I am. Now, see, Rockwood would never give me. I'm a product of the Rockwood School District. They'd never give me the time of day. To work for him, I don't know why, but nonetheless, the uh, she says you want you want an interview, you want a job. I said sure do, sure that'd be wonderful, wonderful. She said well, I'll write you a recommendation. I didn't even ask for it, and uh, so you know, with about a week goes by, all the big wigs there at Rockwood, they're they're calling me on the phone. But the president wants me in. And so I thought, ooh, this is wonderful, this is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So uh, I get an interview, a couple of interviews, you know. And, uh, and so I went to the, both of the interviews and I'm thinking, you know, the president wants me in. president wants me in and, and I'm in. This is just, it's just not a matter of if, it's just when, you know. And I'm going to have my pick of whichever job I want. So I open up the first letter. Don't you hate ripping them envelopes open, you know. And I read it. Dear Mr. Shields. We are sorry to inform you. So then a couple of days later, I said, well, this other one's coming. And the president wants me in. Rip the paper open, the envelope. Dear Mr. Shield, we're sorry to inform you. And I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried to my wife. And she comforted me all she could. I don't have Job's wife. I've got a good wife. And she comforted me, but at last she said, I just can't comfort. I've said everything I can say. So I went over to my mother's house. And I cried. 
my mother, you know, she pat me on the head more, you know. But not, not for my best. My wife was telling me what was best. And uh, long story short, see, God sees things that we can't see. God sees things because he sees things just clearly, you see. And what he knew that I didn't know is that if I'd have got hired into either one of those two positions, that when we started the church at Rockwood Summit High School, that there were some things that were going to come up that I wouldn't have been able to do and stand up for the church and what we needed there because I was going to be working there. And you can't go into your boss and tell him that you need the furnace turned on or, you know, or else or whatever it is, whatever the case may be and other things that we don't get into. But you see, if I, if I had gotten either one of those jobs, the church probably would have never this church wouldn't have even been here you see and here's the thing God knows things that we don't know and a lot of times when 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 something when something like that happens uh, you know we look at it oh my gosh it's bad it's it's hard to walk through but you know what God sees things a lot of times that we don't see and we have to just trust him we have to know he's with us we have to keep on walking we got to trust him and we got to keep on walking and trust him and now I look back on it now and I'm glad I didn't get either one of those jobs that would have hindered what God wanted me to do and I learned something else too that if God doesn't want you in you isn't getting in even if the president wants you in can you say amen because last time I looked God outranks the president amen glory to God isn't that wonderful so don't be so sad about what you're going through right now keep your hand Attached to the Lord. Keep the hand of faith like that woman attached to him. And it'll be alright. You know, David faced many enemies. I'm just going to go on here a few more minutes. You getting anything out of this today? David, look, look at Psalm 23, verse 5. The same guy that's talking about the green pastures. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. In the presence of my what? That means there's going to be some enemies out there. There's going to be sickness. There's going to be disease. There's going to be lack. There's going to be things coming against us. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. See, in in the midst of your enemies, what does God do? He prepares a table. So even when that enemy is there to take your life from you, even when that enemy there is there to take your job from you, even when that enemy is there to steal, kill, and destroy from you, let's know this, that God has prepared a table in the presence of our enemies. And in that time, it's no fun when those people are coming against you. It's no fun when that sickness is coming against you. It's no fun when that lack's coming against you. But let's know this and let's keep our faith in this, that in the midst of that, let's pull up to the table and let's feast on the Word of God and feast on the things that God has for us. Amen. David faced a giant one time. We're all going to have those giants to face. But he overcame the giant, didn't he? One time the enemy came in and uh, stole everything that he had and his family and his men's families and his men turned, turned on him. But you know what? In that hour, you know what David did when there was nobody else to encourage him? He encouraged himself in the Lord. Maybe you're here today and you really don't have anybody that can encourage you during the week. Well, you've got yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen. How many of you know Peter walked through many problems, didn't he? You know who Peter is? He walked through many problems. He got beat up a lot, didn't he? He wound up in jail, didn't he? So you want to be an apostle. You want to be a prophet, huh? 
He walked with the Lord, served God, wound up in jail, wound up getting beat up. The Apostle Paul, how many of you know he walked through a bunch of things, didn't he? He got beat up more than once, didn't he? He was left for dead more than once. He was exposed to death many times. At the end, he says, almost everyone forsook him. But one thing none of these people ever did, they never gave up and quit. They walked through. Realize, say, they walked through. through. Oh, yeah, they walked through. And we're going to walk through. I said, we're going to walk through. We're going to walk through. Has anybody ever heard of Brother Hagin? Have you ever heard of him? Good minister of the gospel. He's since gone on to be with the Lord. Some people don't like Brother Hagin. But most people that know him like him. Everybody knows him likes him. He's a good man of God. He's my father in the faith. Good man of God. He walked through many problems. You see, we look at that great Rhema campus right now. We look at at all the, the stuff that he did. But you know what? He walked through a lot of problems. He, 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 he was on a deathbed. He was born with an incurable blood disease. He had a, 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 a heart problem, either one of which should have killed him. But he got a hold of the Word of God. He got a hold of the principles of faith. And he came up off the deathbed. You know the devil picked on the wrong guy there, didn't he? And he came up off the deathbed. And then he entered the ministry and he struggled in the ministry, financially, primarily. And then in the process of time, he, he took a church because he had like 12, I, th- I think he pastored 12 years. He had several different churches that he pastored. And the last one that he pastored was the best deal he ever had. Most people, most money, everything was wonderful. But the Lord was directing him to step out and do something else was directed him to step out and do something else. You know, I wonder if God is here today instructing any of us to, to, you know, step out in faith and do something that he's told us to do. And I tell you what, when you step out in faith and do what God's told you to do, get ready because the enemies are going to come after you on every side. The devil's going to come at you. He's going to try to discourage you. He's going to try to, 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 he's going to, try to talk you out of it before you ever step out. Did you hear that? And I know Brother Hagin, he, he struggled with that, but finally he stepped out. He stepped out in faith. He left his last church uh, and he stepped out in 1949, 50. He steps out. You know, you won't find out unless you step out. And he stepped out. And you know what? He struggled financially for many, many, many years. But he walked through. He walked through. He never quit. He said he passed up some marvelous opportunities to quit, but he never did. And he kept right on. He kept right on. We think about that that vision that he had in 1950 that really set up his ministry. But you know what? Uh, uh, If he hadn't left his last church, he'd have never been in position for that vision that he had from the Lord in Rockwall, Texas. Did you ever think about that? And and, and he left the comfort. He left the comfort of home. He left the comfort. He had to leave his wife. He had to leave his children to go out on a mission, not on a mission field, but on the itinerating, traveling uh, ministry, you know, ministering in different pastor churches. You know, we look at the success of Raymond now. You've got to go back to that hour when that man was faced with the decision that he had to, had to, was he going to obey God or not? Now, he could have disobeyed God and he could have stayed right there pastoring that that church that he was pastoring. And, 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 uh, but you know what? We wouldn't have that. We wouldn't have all those people that he ministered 
ministered to and blessed. But you see, you've got to put yourself back in that time that, that he had to step out. He had to take that step of faith. And, and then when he did, things didn't go good for a long time. Financially, he struggled and struggled and struggled. Passed up many marvelous opportunities to quit. But you know what? He didn't quit. He kept right on going. There was one time his wife was facing death. He prayed and sought the Lord on her behalf. And, 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 and as a process of time, she had an operation because she had a garter that was, that was choking her. And they didn't have the medical stuff like we have in this hour. And, and she, he could see that if she was going to be operated on, that she'd die. But in the process of seeking the Lord and obeying God, the Lord, the Lord ministered to him. And she went ahead and had the operation and she didn't die. Can, can you understand that wasn't fun going through that stuff? But he went through it. And much we could say, why did I use him this morning? Because he's more recent minister. I've been through stuff. You've been through stuff. We've all, have you ever had anybody walk away from you? Have you ever had anybody, you know, we've all gone through stuff, haven't we? Have you ever faced a situation where your life may hang in the balance? I know some of you have, but you didn't quit, did you? You went right on. Between what God did, between what, what the doctors did, you're here today. Amen. Is that wonderful? But you didn't quit. You didn't stop. And when that report came, you were probably scared silly if you're like anybody else. But yet, you, you continued on. And between what God did and what the doctors did, you're going strong today. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. This nation, this nation, as I look at this nation, we're in trouble. You look at this election, and we'll have more to say as we get closer to it. But all I'm going to say about it now is it, it, it looks, all of this stuff looks dark, doesn't it? It looks like darkness on every side. Uh, I mean, this nation, if nothing else, it's in such financial problems that it's unbelievable. And we could go on and on and on, and I'll talk more about it later in another sermon down, down the road. But I don't, I, I want to tell you something. I want to encourage you. I, I don't know exactly all what's going to happen. But I know this, that no matter what happens, I'm going to serve God. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to quit walking. I'm going to walk through. Amen? Right. Doesn't ma- matter. I mean, uh, certainly uh, we want the right person to be elected, but whichever one is, however that all works out, whatever happens, we're going to keep serving God, aren't we? Amen. We're going to keep walking with God, aren't we? We're going to keep going. Whatever happens on this side, whatever happens on that side, whatever happens in the nation, whatever happens on a national level, whatever happens on a local level, whatever happens with the weather, whatever happens with the medical, whatever happens with the financial, whatever happens with any of it, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to keep serving God. We're going to keep walking with God. We're going to keep having faith in God. We're going to know that Jesus is with us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. And even though fear might come at us to the point that we absolutely shake we're going to know that Jesus is right by our side and he's there with us and even if we have to go through the valley of the shadow of death he'll never leave us or forsake us and we'll come out on the other side glory to God forevermore and and we'll have a testimony to give somebody said well what if what if what if what if well what if what if what if something happens and we die well then the Bible says it's far better to depart and be with Christ isn't it so we win no matter what happens is that right And the thing's fixed. Jesus fixed it for us that no matter what happens, we win. 